on the coach right now. <laughs> What's up, bro? How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. It's a good morning. A bit cold, but good. Yeah, what time is it by where you at right now? Um, it's just after one. Oh, okay, so it's not morning then, unless you just woke up. No, 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 I was up for it. I bet. So today we want to talk on an interesting topic that I had in mind, which is stoicism versus religion. Right. And especially in a time like this where we, like the world has quote-unquote gone to shit. Right. Um, people's faith are being tested. People's mindsets are being tested. And I thought it would be an interesting conversation. What's going right, on? Uh, I said I thought it would be an interesting conversation if we kind of talk about the different um, mindsets of religion, which is kind of you know, you, you, you kind of believe everything. These are three things that detract. You're just having all kind of technical difficulties today. But in terms of religion, where you kind of just believe, like you, you read the Bible and you, everything is kind of um, handed down to you for right. what your belief system should be. Right. And when it comes to stoicism, which is a more pragmatic approach, where you kind of like be still and um kind of have the ultimate ultimate belief in self right. and understanding that you know things would kind of work themselves out right? right so i mean what what's your take on that because you know right i mean life is kind of different right now right, no, yeah. and i guess i guess this might be the new normal uh we're not sure yet we don't even sure what normal is but as the next thing normal is what is normal right right so to me in my opinion normal is just what the, the mass is really doing, to be honest. Um, I think people have all the time confused normal with what's natural. So natural is like the natural order of things, how nature flows. But normal is always going to be what the societal norm is, what's the society, the mass of society is doing. Um, to answer your question directly in regards to the, the religion and stoicism, um, I know that's a really ticklish topic for people. Me personally, um, I always believe in self. Um, 28, about to be 29, um, had my life experiences and I realized that uh, there is something greater, but I think that really comes from better understanding yourself and better knowing yourself. And you can't just leave your future in the hands of somebody, in my personal opinion. Right. Yeah. Right. Um. I mean, you know you don't get a lot of backlash for that, right? Because yeah. um, yeah, they, what, what was what was the interesting thing is that they had a pastor that was speaking, I can't remember his name, but right. he was speaking about the coronavirus right. and he was talking about uh, all you have to do is believe in God and there was some other thing. Right. And then he and then he got the coronavirus right. and died. Oh, right. right? Which, which, yeah, which was ironic. It, 
it's unfortunate. <laughs> and I mean, I, I don't want to laugh at the fact that another I human mean. being lost his life. But <laughs> come on, bro. But I'm just saying, like the whole the whole um, situation was was comical, right? right? Because right. it's like people are telling you, like, this is what's happening. Yeah. This is what this is what you need to do. Um, this is how you safeguard yourself and whatnot. Right. And like the the ignorance is crazy right now. The ignorance is crazy. Right, and to me, that that will come about especially when it comes to religious folks because their only reference point is the Bible. Um, they right. don't use anything else to make a sensible decision on something. It's interesting that you said this because I had an interesting conversation with a gentleman on work. And we were talking about the economy, Corona, and how it's like affecting our business right now. And we were talking about like, you know, human beings, greed, selfishness, um, the issues with just kind of like how the U.S. is set up economically, depending so much on like outside countries when it comes to medical supplies or even just manufacturing. Um, and we got into the conversation about basically people, he, he believed that, like, you know, people just really sinful and really bad. And I don't agree with that idea. I think people can be good and I don't think people are inherently evil because he was saying that right. you know the bible talked about you know uh was it original sin and all that kind of stuff and growing up catholic I learned stuff like that but I just didn't agree with it and we were having mm. discussions and he was talking about um free will and he said uh basically it was like the devil and that's what caused like you know sin in the world and all this kind of stuff and we're no inherently evil and we're always fighting to be good. And I said, to me, that doesn't make any sense. And right. you can't say that we have free will. And then I can give you references because I give him the reference about, um, I think, Pharaoh in the Bible and how God had him his heart and all that kind of stuff. And I was saying, he didn't have free will, but you're saying we have free will. So which one is it? Is it that we do have free will? Or we don't. Does God have this master plan where he created the person that he knew was going to cause all this drama and still did it? Or is he that he doesn't know and oh snap, this just happened out of the blue? Like, right. Yeah. I mean, it's, I feel like that's a touchy subject. And it's funny that you said um, nothing is good, um, good or bad, which I actually, I firmly believe that. Yeah. I feel like nothing within itself is either good or right. bad, it's all perspective. Right. And I mean, from one pers- from one perspective, like even if you look at um, if you look at people who like rob, say say a little kid, right. a little kid right. runs into like a supermarket. He's hungry. He hasn't eaten for five days, right. and he robs a candy bar, right. or say he robs like I don't know some fruit or something, mm-hmm. right? No, from the eyes of the supermarket or whoever he robbed Correct. it from, that kid is. The devil right, is the worst. He, does, he did some bad, right? He did some bad, right? But from the kid's perspective, yo, I'm just trying, trying to eat. eat. Yeah. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's, I mean, it's, it's, I feel like life is really based on perspectives and everything, everything around us at this point is, is more or less kind of, you know, rooted in perspective. Yeah, 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 yeah. And nobody's ever, I feel like nobody's ever wrong. I have a philosophy where nobody's ever wrong. True. But I think everybody's most, right most from their perspective. Get upset with me. I like to tell you because I have the same opinion where like you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm not necessarily right. But it's 
your perspective on the situation and you're free right. to have your ex perspective as long as your perspective doesn't necessarily infringe on my right to have my own perspective. You know what I mean? Facts. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I'm, I can see. I can see pushback. I can see people saying, yeah, well, "How could you ever? How could you say that nobody's ever wrong?" But it's true. Nobody. I feel like nobody's actually wrong. You know what I'm saying? Nah. And then, if even if you look at, you know, like if you look at laws, like in countries, oh, and they talk about right and wrong, yeah. right? Yeah. How is it right or how is it wrong? Right? It's be, it's wrong based on what you say right. or what a government dictates, yeah. right? But that doesn't mean that anything is actually wrong. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I mean, life is weird, bro. Because I, I was actually thinking about this a couple months ago where you realize, like, the life that we live is bullshit. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, without, with, like, they basically put together a bunch of constructs um, and systems and whatever right. and say, and they just designed things that right. would make our life make sense, right? But, if you take all that stuff away, you take holidays away, you take like governments, you take the idea of a government, you take all these things away and your life would be boring as hell. Like it would like, you know, in, in some sense, it would be boring as hell. It, yeah. They made these yeah. things to make it semi-interesting. No, you know see, what I'm saying? See, but to me, that, that's, that's, that's me as dangerous that's because uh, me and a friend of mine were talking about this recently um, is the fact that all those distractions, all those distractions if in the wrong hands, could not help society and people to move forward. So let, let's use uh, the current situation as an example. Like, most people will be watching, like, the NBA, like, the NFL sports right now, right? A lot of people have no idea what to do with their time, know that they don't have these distractions available to themselves. A lot of people are now, say, for example, working at home and know they're not confined to that space. They can't utilize their time to do anything because they never had the time to think of, hey, what do I really want to do? No, it's just I have this job and this is what I've been told to do. But if they have the free will to say, well, well the free reign to be able to say, okay, well, what would I want to do with my life or what do I want to do in my day? Most people you ask would have no idea. Facts. Well, you know what's interesting where they have right now they have parents complaining that they need to take care <laughs> yeah. of their kids <laughs> right <laughs> like you know I'm, I'm i'm like so who exactly were you planning to take care of these kids when you plan when you made them like it, it's it's crazy right but then when you think about it the kids spend what eight eight Plus, to ten hours yeah. of the day right like with somebody else and then when they you see them in the morning and then you see them for a couple hours in the evening before they go to sleep. Facts. And then you ha- you you see them on on two days, so you see them on the weekends. Right? So it's it's kinda it's kinda like 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 in, you know when they have they when they have divorces and you have divorce agreements and, yeah. and it's like the wife can yeah. get the the children for two days and the husband get them on the weekends or whatever. It's like it's like parents in real life have divorce agreements with teachers. During right. the day, during the honestly, week, that that's that's honestly true. I never really look at it that way, but I agree one hundred percent. Most right, most families don't really spend that kind of time with the kid. Somebody else that raises them. They kid. don't yeah. exactly, and then it's crazy that now that they're forced to take care of these kids, quote unquote, forced to take care of the kids. They're losing their minds. It's like, oh, what I what do I do with this kid? So, I mean, you know what I'm yo, like, no joke. So actually, <laughs> I'll be there. Right, I'll be there. Right, I'll be there right, so, home girl and mine, 
anyways, yeah. So whom we all may not know, right? So like she had a kid and she was telling me like the fact that right now like the kid basically homeschooled and like she had to go through the classes with with her and all this kind of stuff. And on top of that, she still had to like be walking and like doing all the stuff from home. She said like literally she like going bonkers right now because it's just she never knew like how much like effort was required. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's crazy, but homeschool your kids yeah, bro. <laughs> this guy I mean wait, what do you think is better homeschool or regular wait, school me personally whenever I get to that point um, yeah, me and the family would definitely homeschool the kids why um, for me personally like the way I grew up definitely, definitely went to school and everything but like I had I had an extended family like a dedicated extended family specifically for me and I realized, like, how much that shit not always having, like, a parent or a parental figure around. Like, I was never alone as a kid. I always had, like, a parental figure. So, like, for me, right. like, I just very much appreciate, like, certain things when it comes to academia. And I would want to be able to be the one to instill certain things in my kids. And I'm, I have no problem with society, but I just know how I would like to raise my family. And I just don't want to give that responsibility to someone else. I'm not gonna right. need help, I'm not gonna need you know, help. but uh, I'm definitely, <laughs> definitely glad to be doing that in school. I, I mean, not to sound controversial, but it sounds like you, you you're trying to raise a little cult nah, for yourself. I mean, the word cult, right? But the word cult has a bad connotation. That's fine, but dude, I feel like we all live in a cult. Yeah. The government itself yeah. is a cult. Yeah. You could think about it. Yeah. Right. I mean, the only the only reason um, groups of people get the term cult is when you kind of don't agree with what they're doing or you think, yeah, yeah you think they're too erratic or whatever. Right. But technically, you could think of a, a religion as a cult. Yeah. Think about really. Yeah, I, I mean, religious religious people could could will curse me out after it. But technically, the religion you could think of a religion as being a cult. You could think of a government as being a cult. You could think of a company. Has been a cult because companies have their old cultures and all that stuff. Happy really you could, that's you, like the, 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 the companies because, like, again, um, I was taking some time thinking about it. Like, if you really realize it, in my opinion, there's no difference between like family structure and a, a company. Like, literally, when you pick, like, whether it be male or female, when you go into that job, mm. that person is basically a daddy. Like, sorry to put it down because <laughs> that person shelling you want some cash for whatever chores you do in the day. Well, honestly, wait, wait, wait. I'll stop you there. You'll get some backlash on that hey, because not all, not all, not all daddies be shelling out cash. Hey. So, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop you there. I mean, I get the point, yeah. but I'm just saying you're assuming that all dads be shelling out cash. So, I mean, right? But I'm just saying, no father, no father is legal. Well. They, you have to get them a court order to be legally obligated, but no father is really. Le- <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? Let's not get into that. But you know what I'm saying, like it's it. Yeah, your boss is actually mandated to pay you. You sign a contract. You don't. You don't sign a contract with your father, right? Your father is. Your parents by default are obligated to take care of you because they made you, right? 
your boss is not obligated to hire you. So I think it's it's different. It's a slippery it's a slippery slope, and it's yeah, it's yeah, it's a. I think that that's not a very good correlation <laughs> right there, because you can't fire like you, you you can you fire your child. So 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 the reference I was making was specifically the fact that you're not providing your own in that situation. Like you could say you you are in the fact that you're getting money to be able to buy your needs, but you're right. not. You're not. If say for example a person was to fire you, that employer, you're without means, right? And to me, Facts. those situations are dangerous, and especially now in these times with the whole Corona situation, you see how certain people with certain jobs because now that industry is no longer viable holds put in a lot of families and hopefully a lot of people will take the time to rethink the entire situation and realize how easily like that system could collapse and then facts well so let me ask you a question right um since since we're on the topic of stoicism and all that fun stuff how do you think how do you think a stoic would um would approach times like this. So, for example, Marcus Aurelius, one of my favorite people yeah. in, in history. Um, how do you think he would approach um, these times? Like, how would you, what, what do you think his, his approach would be? I think he would watch the world. Watch the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Um, I, think, I think he would definitely be able to endure situations like this. Um, we had to realize, and I was, again, speaking to the old lady and, we were talking about this where I think society right now is just way too soft. You had to realize in times with Marcus is where like you had a war, you had plagues, you had a lot of issues that you had to deal with. Uh, almost kind of wartime kind of issues. Right now we live in a, a relatively peaceful uh, society. And because of that, I think it has dulled a lot of instincts and senses where people people are stressed out of because of things that literally don't threaten you. Like, I'm going to see a practical example. Like, a guy or a girl, say, for example, boyfriend or a girlfriend, leave them or whatever. Like, they stress. They have the same stress response as if they were going to be attacked by somebody. I mean, to me, that's just ridiculous. Like, the same kind of... People have an anxiety attack. Like, people are just be too soft. Yeah, yeah. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm going to stop you before before I before um before a mob of people decide to bro, attack that's you. Quite fine. I have, I'm ready for the combat, bro. Like, I'm, I'm just saying mental health is a serious no, thing. I'm not disputing mental health, but I, right. I believe that we should be able to build ourselves and have that kind of fortitude. So to be weak is not right, a problem, but, but to remain weak I, I think is an issue. Right. But I feel like so there's there's a lot of things that go into um, a person's mental health and a person's ability to build themselves, right? right. So you 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 alluded to the notion that you had a a, fa- a good family structure where Correct. you were never alone. without, alone. right? You were never alone, right. Right? right? No, there are people in the world dealing with being alone. Right. There's people in, in in the world dealing with not having that that family dynamic right. that backbone to kind of give them the strength to build themselves and stuff like that so i'm just saying that to make a generalization like that is dangerous what, because you don't the generalization you made is that everybody should be able to build themselves yes. up 
immediately. No, I never said that immediately. Well, you, assume, you, you alluded. You alluded to immediately. But to again, right? All I'm saying is, I'm saying everybody's journey is different. Right, and I agree. Right, one hundred percent. All I'm saying right. is to remain weak is an issue for me. If someone else okay. wants to do that, so so let me ask you a question. Right. How long? How how long should it take for somebody to build themselves up? So I'm not measuring it ah, by time. Okay. I'm measuring it by progress. As long okay, as you can show you, results, you, then you results. <laughs> so the final result then. No, so no. What, as long as you what can show you? results, meaning okay, I'm, I was at one, and now I'm getting to one point one or one point zero one. But if I'm not moving at all, then I have a problem with that. For me, again. I got you. Fair enough, fair enough. I'm just, I'm just trying to save you from yourself right now. No, no, I'm so. good, I'm good. Me and myself have a good relationship. Good. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because, I mean, I do agree that, I mean, the world is kind of has gone quote-unquote soft, but I think I have a problem with the political correctness of the world. I think that is my my biggest issue. Yeah, I feel I like mean, everybody you know, wants to be... People have an issue. Yeah. I mean, that's their problem. <laughs> yeah, the whole idea of being politically correct is kind of like, Softies. you know what Softies. I'm saying? Yeah, you can't, but you can't say that being politically you correct, can't, right? Just you can't say that. Politically correct, like, I mean, yeah, I don't. I know. I'm just. I'm not. So. I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm just. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to stay on the air. <laughs> hey, <laughs> say just you know, if the if the public doesn't want more again, I can understand. No, 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 no. There's no, there's no issue. Um, I'm just, I'm just saying that um, life as we know it is interesting. Like for example, if you if you look at like old um, Roman movies, like old Greek right. movies, right, and you see how people interacted right. with each other, it's way different right. than like. Like no, like no, it's kind of no, it's kind of you have a dance where you like walking on elk eggshells yeah. whenever you speak yeah. to somebody, right? right. Which which is like it's, it's it's like uncomfortable. I feel like if you have to put a mask on before you leave your house, I agree. I in agree. some in some in some situations, but right? Why do, like, why do you think that is? I don't know. I feel like um, society. Again, right. the biggest cult, the biggest cult in the world it, is society. That word again. It is <laughs> <laughs> the biggest cult in the world uh-huh. is society. You could quote me on that. Fair enough. Fair enough. They essentially put together constructs right. Right. that make that essentially they said, okay, this is what's acceptable, right. Right? right? And if you don't fall within that construct you essentially have to check yourself, your actual self at the door and then put that mask on before you, before you enter. So give me an example so or of, one, of one of those constructs that you see that's really prevalent right now. Okay, well, take, take black hair in America. Right. You, like, they, they legit had to pass a law for women to wear their natural hair. And so, so I, like, if if that's not if that's not if that's not a construct 
like I don't know what is. Like you telling me my hair that naturally grows out of my head, you have to pass a law for me to wear it like that. So, so I, I like it. I like what you said. You said women they pass a law for women to wear their natural hair, but and I, I really hope that we don't have to bring this topic up too much. But is that the truth? Because was, was, that was that for a specific specific demographic, or was that for everybody? Because I'm pretty sure it was for black women exactly. I didn't say sorry. Sorry, I was assume. I, I assume that we were talking about black women. Right, no, black women. Right, and the reason black I asked you to distinguish that because if we use the same the same wording that you used, women could have wear their natural hair. It's just a specific type of woman that couldn't Facts. wear her natural hair. Which, exactly. Which to me alludes to the point that you made, where they, whoever they may be, set up that construct and it works for them, but it doesn't work for people that are not them. Facts. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was a very good point. I, I did hear about that um, recently. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was it was in California or somewhere. Yeah, like that. yeah. And I I didn't even realize that yeah, was a thing. Like I'm like I didn't know either. That's a that's a thing. Yeah. yeah, but like so that's what I'm saying. Like there are constructs. Um, <laughs> there are constructs, right? And um, it's weird, bro. Like the the world. I told you, so civilization has is civilized. The civilization work. Um, to be honest, I, I'm, I'm, I debate that a lot because to me, there needs to be a balance between what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, to to manipulate nature for your benefit, but then still not falling away from it too much. Uh, like explain that. So, what do you mean by that? So I'm biologically a male, and right? Being biologically a male. Wait, I hope you're not about to come out. What's what's going on here? Nah, bro, be <laughs> easy, bro. Being biologically a male, I have certain responsibilities. Um, in regards to like my family, in regards to say for example, I meet XYZ. Right. Society now has the ability to twist words and uh concepts. So for example, people that might choose to change certain things about themselves, right? Like, right. you should be free to change whatever you want to do. However, there are certain things that still remain. You're still biologically whatever you were born as. Like, we haven't got to the right. point where we could change chromosomes yet. At least I don't think so. Maybe we have, but last time I checked, we haven't. So, if, if you're a male and you're XY, then that's just what you are like you could change all the outside physical features but that chromosome is still going to be changed. yeah you yeah you stepping into some hey, bro, I'm just some murky honest. waters i know but I'm, I'm listening i'm feeling i feel you i feel you i'm listening uh-huh but yeah to me that that's the thing so like i do agree that like we we've, we've been blessed with the intellect to be able to make changes and really improve our life but certain things to me i just think be careful messing with because nature has the the tendency to bounce back when you try to take too much from it. Yeah, so. mm, interesting. That's interesting. So in 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 the in, in that regard, right? So I've been actually reading some posts, some right. blog posts from some religious people, 
um, and they have been saying that this is the this is the the second coming of 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 what happened with Sodom and Gomorrah, right? Which is I'm like I I, I guess, but they, these are the end times according to them, right? Mm, right. So, what do you, what, what's your take on that? Because me, you all more honest opinion. I'm, I want your one hundred percent honest opinion. I think that's just bullshit. Like, I'm I mean facts, but I mean, <laughs> you remember when I think it was in two thousand when they had that Y two K situation? They say like, you know, yeah, Jesus was coming back all on kind of time. Right, 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 right. Then what about two thousand twelve? Me killing all that kind of stuff. Like, but Jesus been coming. Jesus been coming back forever. Like yeah. since the day he left, he been coming back. Like right. it's wild, right? right. <laughs> like the world been ending since the world started. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so to me, I mean, if he had to happen, man, let it happen. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Some people don't want to hear it. Like, is, what is interesting, right? Um, people, people kind of like older folks especially, they go to church and they be like, yeah, I'm, I'm preparing for the world about to end. I'm preparing for this. I'm preparing for that. And then I'm like, well, technically the world is going to end when you die. Right. So, well, right. technically your world right. is exactly. kind of going to end exactly. when you die. Mm-hmm. And then you move on to... Whatever. Whatever, yeah. right? Whatever that is. And, um, yeah, that's it. But, like, I don't think we're going to see the whole fire and brimstone instead of so question what where do you think we go before we die after we die sorry um, i so i don't know but what i really think is uh i want to use a good reference to me this is like a video game um you made life a, is a video game you, i agree you made a decision to play this game and in order for you to play the game conventionally you had to Kind of like, you know, immerse yeah, yourself like, in the game. Like, you know, when you put them headphones on, so on, so on. Like, everybody else don't matter. But at that point, when right. you either win or lose the game, and you plug back out, it could be a completely different reality that you're going to be in. Again, I can't remember what that reality or don't know what that reality is, but I really do think, like, life is a game. Just the fact that us as a species, and even when you look at, like, other animals, because, again, I do, like, look a lot of stuff like uh, the Ge- National Geographic and stuff like that, and they were studying, like, monkeys as well as other animals, and they said animals have this kind of intrinsic uh, desire to play games, and it's kind of amazing mm-hmm. how we develop video games to be able to simulate something that we're already kind of experiencing, like, uh, games like The Sims, um... Call of Duty, like all that kind of stuff. Like, right. We just have this desire <laughs> to simulate, so it's just kind of like a repetitive. So I really think. Yeah. Well, actually, I think the the desire to simulate real life comes from the fact that a lot of people are not living the lives that they think they should be living. So they they recreate these virtual realities or virtual alternatives that allow people to escape. You know, to escape, right? Um, which I mean, if you if you if you look at like history of things that like humans create, almost any almost everything that's the most popular among human beings consists of something that helps us escape, right? Entertainment, Alcohol, yeah. Drugs, entertainment, yeah. stuff like that, right? So then that that kind of that kind of get brings you down the path of. Are human beings even happy? Because I guess our whole life is living to escape. So I'm saying. 
So, like, so I ask an interesting uh, question. Like, in your opinion, what's the definition of happiness? That's a tough question. I had an interesting conversation about happiness the other day, and everybody's version of happiness is different. I agree. I agree. Right. Um, what would make one person happy would make but might make somebody else miserable, right? So I feel like there's no like there's no one answer, right? And which is which I hate. I hate to hear people try to make it seem so simple, like you know what I'm saying, that try to make it seem like, you know, happiness, quote unquote, is just like a simple thing, right? Whereas like you could have you could have like some people try to mask happiness with like material things right, and right. stuff like that. Right, right. Some people mask happiness with um, sex experiences. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Se- expel experiences. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some some people try to mask happiness with family. You know what I'm saying? But I honestly believe that e- even though some of these things m- might add a little bit of happiness to your life, they're not necessarily, that doesn't necessarily make you happy. Right. You know what I'm saying? So do you So I feel like happiness is a combination of things. So so are you saying that things make you happy? Or more no. so that your you, you have this feeling or this sense of happiness and then you attach this feeling to certain things that you may do. Yeah. Okay. I think the second one. Okay, 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 okay. I agree. Yeah. That's that's the way I feel that's the way I agree when you said that two people could do the exact same thing and then one person might be happy and then the other person might be miserable. Right. Yeah. So it's, I don't know, life is a slippery slope, man. It's kind of like, what was, so one thing I learned, I had a, a philosophy class once and the professor had an interesting um, take. He said, he said, it's, it's better to believe in God die and know that he's not real than to not believe in God, die and realize that he's real. He said that's he said that's the that is the that is the um that's kind of the driving force for religion. Right. Because they're basically they're basically preparing you for what may come. Right. Right. Right? So if 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 you live this if you live this life um, and there is a God, then you're good in his books. Right. right. Right? If you don't, and there is one, then you're not necessarily good. Right. However, that's not really true because you could live a good life. You could actually live a good life. Yeah. And actually, I am sure I'm going to get... I'm sure I'm gonna get a lot of hate, but but you could (laughs) you could get you could live you could live a good life without dabbling in religion and all that. Right, but 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 that's the thing. So so I'm assuming when we use the word religion, we're talking specifically more so of Christian religion. And no, I'm talking all religion. I'm talking any religion. But if that's the case, then good isn't necessarily the way that you're going to be saved in different religions. So like, I, well, I, again, I'm not, I'm not completely sure because it's been a while since I've studied on certain religions. But when I was talking to certain people before, they said 
the way in order for you to you know, be a good Christian, you need to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And as long as you don't do that, doesn't matter how much good you do, buddy, you're not going to that place up there. You're going to that place down there. So oh, is is that so? That, that's is what, that that's is what that I'm told. I, I could. I, okay, I'm pretty okay. sure I could quote the person, but that's what they say. Right. Right. So to got me, you. Got you. You know, it's it's different because again, if you also go to a different religion, maybe um Muslim, they would have different criteria. If you go to being a Hindu, right. it would be different criteria. So, as you said, it's a slippery slope. You know what I mean? Who's right? Who is right? And that's the next thing, right? With all these religions, right? Like, there's so many different religions. Yeah. There's so many different doctrines. There's so many different ways for living a good life. Who is right? Right. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you, could be, you could be the ultimate Christian. Right. Right. And according to the Christian doctrine, you're going to heaven. Right. Right. But, but according, according to a Muslim, you're going to hell. Exactly. And that goes back to your point that you made in the beginning. To one person... This situation might be good to the other person, it might be bad. So to that Fact. to that Christian person, hey, I'm doing everything good, but this other person did something bad to me. To this Muslim person, I'm doing something good, even though it's bad to somebody else. Slippery slope, man. Um, yeah, that's why I don't. Bro, know. it's you don't die. Now, I mean, I feel I feel like it's in, it's interesting to 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 um get into these things. Yeah, talk about it. Definitely not participate. Uh, I mean, I feel like we've all participated in some so, some so, form in our lifetimes. You go easy. <laughs> nah, bro, but like, I don't know. So how how do you think, what is the stoic view on religion? Uh, I think, to me again, because I, I was brushing up on this before, before the podcast, and they say it's to be able to endure your hardship and to be able to take life as it comes. As it comes, right? And I really do think that most religions, at its core, so minus all the, the, the ceremony, they do have that approach in the sense that they understand there are things that they could do and there are things that they can't do. And mm-hmm. they kind of, you know, take it as it goes, you know, which is not necessarily a bad thing as long as that, that idea of stoicism doesn't cause you to give up if that makes sense. Right. right. So still being being able to endure the hardship but still move forward. I think is important. Got you. Got you, got you. And what do you think about the world leader? Do you think and and I know you, you mentioned that Marcus Aurelius he went through a different time where it was just war after war after war and stuff like that. Do you think we we have softer world leaders right now? Like me, me what, do, what? What is? I, I believe uh-huh. so. so. And again, yeah. just from my personal experience as well as from my school, using Marcus Aurelius for example, had to come up not just as a diplomat, but also he has to be like one of the warrior class to be able to do through all these things. I look at a lot of world leaders; they they miss some of the fundamental um, classes in all society. So. For example, mm. in, in Greek society, you would have, say, for example, the scholars, the teachers, the artisans, the people that do the building, the warriors, um, the medicine men, all these different things. And then you would have like a leader, and a leader would have to be able to come up the ranks and have a good understanding of all these things. Of everything, right? right. But most leaders, I mean, 
I don't think they've they've gone through the ranks when it comes to well the well the thing about that right I think the difference is back in those days the leaders were groomed from the from the time right, they were small correct, correct, to be leaders right, right. right so it's like I mean if you mentioned like ancient Rome like they were groomed in all these arts right, right? just just like for example like princes right. when they're young they basically taught a lot a lot they're of different right, right, things right. and they basically groomed right. to so that when they grew up they could become king right, right? um r- leaders today they're not necessarily groomed they just kind of fall into the position have an, an ambition yeah they basically have an ambition and they kind of try to you know fit in um, getting where they fit in right, right? um which I, i'm not sure if that's necessarily the best I, I, thing. I, just, like, I don't think it is at all whatsoever because <laughs> i mean i don't know man and the world the world is so divided everybody thinks they're right, right. which right. as we stated earlier everybody right. is right. Yes. right right nobody's wrong from their perspective right. Right. but it's I don't know. I don't even know how to to really surmise how like how do we fix the world as is right. I think right everybody now. should just mind their own business in the sense that <laughs> if you know, like to, to me this is like really simple. Like if if Karen yeah. wants to buy wants to buy a Mercedes, that's what Karen uh-huh. wants. But I don't like Mercedes. Then I should just uh-huh. leave Karen. To buy and live the life with his Mercedes and choose to buy whatever I want to buy. I think a lot of times people, not everybody, but a lot of people try to like force their ideas on their principles on somebody else, and that mm-hmm. I think is one of the biggest issues in this society. So basically, you're you're saying do whatever makes you happy. So if you are going very simple and don't infringe on anyone else's happiness, right? In a nutshell, do whatever. Well, I agree, but I feel like how, but how does that, how does that really come into the a world on a world scale, though? Like country to country, right? We have to live, we have to live with each other, we have to work right. with each other. Right. Um, so how does all that kind of come together on a world scale? So in my opinion, that comes with respect. So comes with respect. Say, for example, you have your country, I have my country. You have your customs, I do in my country. If, say, for example, you're coming over here and we're doing business, then you respect mm-hmm. my customs when you're here. As they say, when you're in Rome, do as the Roman. But then I also respect you, your customs and norms whenever I go and I do business there. And to me, there's some kind of compromise that could be made as long as people don't feel like but I'll give a practical example. So again, I'm a big fan of boxing, right? And mm-hmm. the last big fight, one of my favorite boxers is uh, Anthony Joshua. So he had a fight in Saudi Arabia, right? And I remember like looking at some posts where like you know some some people were having issues with the fact that like you know the Saudis and the women like they cover their face and all that kind of stuff. And the fact, and the fact that, like you know, uh, Joshua had to do certain things when he was was inside the people's country, and to me, like that's just only respectful is the fact that okay, well, hey, there are certain things we would require you to be able to, not to say they force him to do anything, but like, like that's forcing him to do something that he's not comfortable with. But 
just to respect that mm. person's customs and traditions and all that. To me, that's the least you could do. And we would have a better understanding of each other. It's just like if you were a Christian and I was a Muslim, which I'm not, but if I was, like, I'm. You look Muslim right now. And also come to your church. To me, if you do certain things, as long as it doesn't go against like my religion, I should be able to come into your church and respectfully respect your cultures and practices because right. I'm in your house. It's just like if if I was to come to your house and you don't like walk around with uh, your shoes like on the carpet, then right. the least I could do is just take your shoes off and just don't respect your your hopes. Right, got you. Well, so essentially, you're just saying that. Um, as a people, we just need to respect yeah, each other. I, I believe, I believe respect is very important. I don't have to, I don't have to like or agree with what you're saying, but I should respect you and your decision to do what you want. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, well, I think the problem is that everybody, everybody wants to be king. Too many chiefs, right. not Every everybody wants to be king, right? Everybody, you know, everybody wants to be the leader of the free world, quote unquote, right? Well, so you know, they always at this one they always still talk about this term of the free world, right. right? So, what is the unfree world? What does that look like? Where is that? To be honest, in my opinion. The unfree world is how I like first world countries, in my personal opinion. Because I was home okay. recently, and so we use simple things that like were very much familiar. In the US, if, say, for example, I was playing soccer in the field or whatever, I can't just go by a tree and you know, relieve myself here in the US. Back home, if we play in soccer and I want to go and relieve myself, I can just you know, go and do that by a tree. To me, isn't that freedom? Uh, yeah, in a sense. I mean, it, it, yeah, it could li- be. Literally, it could be a form of freedom. You could literally end up in serious trouble in the US for doing something like that. I mean, yes, sir. So, you, get, you get registered. Don't, right. don't play around right. and get registered. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> right. Yeah, I think it's just, I think we have a very distorted concept of freedom. Like, just the fact that there's like being home again, it was a really good experience for me because I realized like so many things that I guess I take for granted when I was home. Um, that I was able to do home and I really can't necessarily do it. So again, for anybody in the Caribbean that was like listening to this, like definitely appreciate appreciate home. I'm not saying that like home's perfect, but I definitely appreciate home a lot more being here. You know what I mean? Mm. Okay, so you say first world countries are the un is the part of the un. They have a they have a lot of unfreeness. They have a lot of restrictions. A lot of unfreeness. A lot of restrictions. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at like um, Libya and these places, although it's a handful of places, but yeah, again, I guess it's you say it's a thin line. Slippery slope. I mean, you might gain in one hand and you might lose in the next. So you just gotta find where you fit. Right. Right. It's, you know. You know. It's crazy. The most, the, the the most free, quote unquote, free country in the world is the most unfree. 
country in the world. Yeah, I, I can I can deny. And they have the most quote unquote liberal country in the world for social liberties and you know the the quote unquote country that cares about its people. Right. right. right? Um well I think they should have written which people. Right. I think we already know. Because they because <laughs> they didn't they did they, they didn't put that in the fine print, right? Like you nobody know, Nobody reads the fine print of which people, right? Correct, correct, correct. Because it's, it's, I don't know, it's, I feel like the, like everything, the whole world is hypocritical right now. So, like it's, so I do have a question because again, I know you do not do study history. Um, Marcus Aurelius and a lot of philosophers. Do you think, um, if you had to pick like a leadership style or a form of government, do you think, democracy in your opinion as how it's practiced now do you think it's 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 good or adequate or is it really helping society um i feel like democracy has its place okay. Okay. when things are good okay elaborate so in a sense, like when everything is going well, um, I, I feel like everybody should have equal say. Um, everybody should have have a voice, right? When things are going well, like if you live in a prospering society, I believe that everybody should prosper from that society, and everybody, once you have. Once you have a valuable contribution, you should be able to give that contribution. Right, so, so that's that's important. So how, how would you define that value? Because I don't believe democracy by itself, the way it's practiced, by giving everybody a say, is necessarily the most healthiest way to go about leadership. Isn't, so, right. And uh, that's, why, that's why I put in the word valuable, right? right. right? Um, every, so... Everybody's voice should be heard, right? right? Um, it's you. You kind of walk a fine line with trying to find value. See, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. You, 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 you walk a fine line, right? Trying to, trying to find value in what people propose right. and like what people say, right? So, I don't. I wouldn't discard everything, right? right? But you have to give everybody the opportunity to provide some sort of value. Again, right? Again, because someone else's perspective, right? If somebody gives you a solution or something like that, they're coming from their experiences and their perspective, right? So. You, you 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 can't necessarily discard someone's um, opinion on on a certain issue because you don't have that perspective, right? So, so I think that everybody's voices should be heard, and then um, you come together, and obviously they'll have like the the heads or the elders or whoever. Who basically come together and take all the opinions together 
and come up with come up with the best um, solution. The best solution, I, I right? How, how, however, I believe in times of crisis and hardships, all democracy should go out the window. Yes, sounding, sounding a bit strict, there, buddy. And so the final, the final crisis. We're living in right, one, right, right. So, so, so this one, right? No, I agree. So, who do you think should take the lead in? In a in a situation like this, who should take right. the lead? Do you think it just should be a general leader, or who should be the steering the ship in this type of crisis, like this epidemic? I think they sh- I think there should be a committee, right? And those committees should be filled with right. what kind of people? The, the commit the committee should be filled with. Uh, well, for this right. particular right. thing, it should be filled with disease experts. I agree. Medical expert, medical experts, right? Right. Honestly, the committee should be filled with disease experts, medical experts, um, crisis response right. experts, people of right. that nature, and everybody else should shut the fuck up. Right. Well, yeah, we on the same page because I. <laughs> this that's is the problem I have with some people. Should be talking right. No, they shouldn't. Yeah, yeah they yeah. shouldn't. Like, I'm with yeah, you, yeah. and like, I think that's. And I think they should be given total control. And, and we just sit back and listen. No, because some and the reason why I'm saying I said some checks and balances. Yeah, some checks and balances. But I'm saying like, like for example, do you see what's happening in Michigan uh, right now? I doesn't pay attention anymore. So so right there are people in Michigan pro- protesting. Stupid. Because stupid, right? They protesting because the governor, um, the governor has the city on total lockdown. Right. Kudos to you, governor. I I applaud right. you. Right. And they're protesting because they're like, we're going to we we think that this lockdown is unconstitutional, right. and we will all protest, and so that we can all get coronavirus. So that we'll all get immune to it. That's a special kind of stupid. But I digress. I digress. digress. No. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm just saying this is the problem with that's the problem with democracy. You know what I'm saying? Because if you look at like if you look at other parts of the world where it's not that democratic, people are people do what they told. See, so okay, so there's no that's a fine line because I personally don't like people talking. I do. I feel. I you. do agree. That's why I said checks and balances. So I do agree. Say, for example, medical experts should take control of a situation, but it should be within the realm of reason. So those people in Michigan, right. like you know, even want to be talking about them. But <laughs> government should never get to a point, and that's one of the things that I do appreciate about the Constitution when it comes to the U.S. At least how it's pro- how it's presented that. There should be no point where the government goes from being Soviet service to the people to being lording over the people. To me, that's something we have to be right. very careful about. But other than that, right? No, I agree. Right, I agree. But I think I also think that that was written without taking these crises, these crises in mind. I feel like. Those things are are written to kind of en- ensure that people um, 
during prosperous no, times. No, I agree. During I good agree. times. To me, it's a generalization, and that's why it was so broad. It's a, it's a generalization. So I use common sense to interpret it to some extent. It, I agree. But, but you, see the thing, you see the thing about common sense. Common sense ain't that right, common. Right, right. So I, I disagree. And when you got... And when you got bodies dropping in the street, I can't disagree. You're gonna tell me about you're gonna tell me about the constitution. Like, come right. on, you know what I'm saying? So it's bro, it's a slippery slope, man. But it seems like we only have 20, 20 seconds right, left hey, on this. It's until next time. So bro. until next time, sir. This was a great conversation. Right. I appreciate you being here um everybody that was on live appreciate you guys and everybody stay safe all right, out there. Take it easy, bro. Uh, all right bro take it easy